understand true peace. Welcome to the Blur Buffet Podcast. Hey, uh, folks, I'm Brian. And I'm Muffin. Collectively, we're known as the Blur Buffet Podcast. I think it did that thing again. What thing? You know how, like, it's really quiet in the first five seconds. Oh, yeah. I'm start delaying it. Well, I mean, you can. The only thing I say in the first five seconds is, hey, how you doing? I mean, you hear, you don't hear. If you don't hear, you hear. It, it don't really matter. Yeah, you're right. It don't matter. But today's going to be a good episode, folks. As always, that is not a prediction. That is a spoiler. Uh, speaking of spoilers, we're going to start off talking about there's a lot of stuff that's going to be released later on this year, 2022, early 2023 as well. I feel like I say this every year. It's going to be a great year for anime. Hell, it's going to be a great year for video games as well. We'll talk about that a little bit. So, Muffin, uh, off the top, is there a particular anime, and I think I may know your answer, that you're looking forward to this year? Like, it, Bleach. I knew it. Yeah, absolutely. Bleach not only is returning after how many years this has been gone? Like, oh, anime-wise? Like, like goddamn 10 years, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I could, don't know. That feels wrong. Could have had a kid. And him, he or she could have been, you know, involved in anime, like watching anime. That's how long fucking Bleach has been gone. And unlike Naruto, as one of the big three, Boruto is and will ever be trash. You can say, but Brian, the fights are pretty good. Yes, the fights are good, including Naruto and Sasuke. Like, what the actual fuck? It's right? literally been 10 years. Literally been 10 years. Wow. Don't you feel old? I know I definitely feel old. Right? Oh. 10 years ago, hell, I was. I don't know how you feel old when you weren't watching it back then. Well, I, I was aware of it. I was always aware of Naruto Bleach in One Piece, right? Okay. And this goes back to, like, obviously it was still ongoing, but I remember my best friend back in the day he would tell me about naruto and bleach all the time and i'm talking about like fifth sixth grade um so that's about i don't know i can't do math i'm 28 now whatever that math is folks you can do it yourself i, I am not you, you were 18 eight fifth sixth grade I oh was not 18. my bad i was not listening i'm <laughs> like i thought we were still on the 10 years thing Ooh, I, I'm, I'm saying though you said i wouldn't know about the 10 years but i said i've been knowing about the big three for a long time yeah bleach was. started in 2004 yeah absolutely and naruto started in 2002 fucking right, one piece right. been out since 1999 right but i think the biggest excitement for me that why i also agree with you that bleach is very excited looking forward to it's the animation style update bro yeah because like, like we didn't really get it for for naruto shippuden right. obviously we're getting it for one piece but one piece struggles because its art style is so unique to right. Oda. Yeah. And it's a little off-putting for the, for the masses, so I can understand people not like looking at a One Piece episode and thinking, oh man, this shit is beautiful. Right, but Bleach's art style has always been so easily consumable and edgy and what you think mm-hmm. anime should right, look like right, and right, so right. fucking cool yeah. that having it be animated in 2022 mm-hmm. is gonna make it one of the most gorgeous animes to right. exist. And, and I think it definitely fits how epic it's going to be. Because what we're getting into the thousand world, what were the thousand? Thousand year blood war arc. Yeah, hell yeah. T-Y-B-W. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I, I like my woman. T-Y-Y-W. Yeah, W. What the fuck? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Also, by the, on me? Yeah, I did. By the way, also, do you ladies call your OBGYN? Do y'all say the acronym like one word, like OBGYN or whatever, like whatever it would be? What? Like, okay, like OB. Going to the gynecologist. Okay, no, OB. G-Y-O-N. You know, it's hyphen, right? Huh? It's OB hyphen G Y because those are two different things. It's obstetrics and then it's no, gynecology. No, I understand that, but I legitimately heard some like a, a, not a male, a female say it as the whole entire thing. So it'd be Obgion, Obgion, and I was stroking. I'm like, what? What? 
Like, what the fuck is an Algeon? That's some kind of it. Like, like, never have I ever. I, I had, I have, I was very curious, but good to know. I, I, I just I, call it a lady doctor. Yeah. Granted, all my doctors are ladies, but really not. Yeah. All your doctors are ladies, right? crazy you know like you know also i was looking to listen to a podcast earlier you know, i don't know if this is for you but they said that all the barbers i've had in my life either have dreads or they're bald yeah so, very easy maintenance so it makes you wonder people who operate on you from a beauty or from like a health standpoint like you know what they say if you can't do teach so like makes you wonder ladies who are OBGYNs, like hey like uh what's going what's going on down there right we're just gonna ignore that second o he put in there whatever man <laughs> Wait, so there's no second o so the OBGYN. Yeah. Yes, that makes it even weirder how she fucking acted. Uh, it's fucking weird. Very much so, but good I'm going to the gynecologist, or I'm going to the lady doctor. I don't. I've never once thought to pronounce it as one word. Neither have I. I fucking heard it. But uh, moving on, I've yeah. heard gyno. Gyno. Yeah. But that's true for gynecologist. Yeah. Unless you're having a baby, you're not going there for obstetrics. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is obstetric? That sounds like some aerobics type shit. Getting you out of there. What the fuck? <laughs> it's the giving birth part of being a woman. Oh, the giving birth? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but no. Like I mentioned, Bleach is going to be phenomenal. It reminds me of any of you Final Fantasy fans out of there, out there, when they announced Final Fantasy 16 is going to be made. Like how they basically showed all the titans that are going to be available, how epic they sounded for Final Fantasy. Same type of vibe of Bleach. We, we saw like all the of our, all of our characters aged up, animated to current style. It was freaking great. It was amazing. Cannot wait for it. I have not read the manga. Are you caught up on the Bleach manga? No, by any chance? It would be like. Have I finished it? No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's there's no catching up to do. I've never read the Thousand Year Blow arc, and I plan to before October. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be my next read after fucking Chainsaw Man. Right. Um, yeah, I'll talk about Chainsaw Man. They announced, oh God. They announced that they're getting, uh, uh, I don't, uh, is it later on this year that they're going to adapt the manga and put an anime finally? Yeah. 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 It's not really finally, because people like all of a sudden started wanting oh, it, and then they like almost immediately got an anime. Well, I don't think it's been like this years-long campaign. I wouldn't say years-long campaign, but I do have a buddy of mine who used to work with. Definitely last year, he's like, yeah, man, Chainsaw Man, that, that shit's going to be lit. That shit's going to be awesome. This is this is during the hype of Attack on Titan Part 1 of Listen, Season 4. So, people who are excited for Chainsaw Man, you're a bunch of fucking psychos. No offense, but you're not entirely sane. Because I'm on Chapter 32 mm-hmm. of this bitch, yeah. and I'm just... Like, don't get me wrong. I am thoroughly engrossed in this show, in in this manga. I'm enjoying myself. Right. But to want to see this shit animated, you got to be a little bit sick in the head. Hey, look, low-key. The violence unmatched. Like, low-key, I know uh, this particular basketball podcast I listen to, when he gets into, like, the weird stats and the nuances, that's just for the NBA sickos. Hey, man, if you anime fan, we all sickos. I'm sorry. That, no, there's a no, different no, kind no, of no, sick no, for I'm, this. I'm sorry. None of us who consider ourselves true anime fans, we ain't right in the head. And it's good. Yeah, it's good, man. It's, um, we got a whole con that we're going to. Absolutely. Full, going full to of people convention. who are similarly insane. Absolutely, right. Absolutely. But speaking of um, stuff that's finally getting adapted, hopefully this is confirmed. When I mean, is this shit coming out? I don't know. But My anime list doesn't have a month. No, it no, just has a year. Well, 2022 fall, huh? Or is it next year? Oh, doesn't have anything. Well, It says 2022. Yeah, well, nonetheless, uh, next manga referring to is solo leveling. Hopefully, this is accurate that we're going to get an anime adaptation sometime next year. 
Um, I, I recently started reading it. I know Muffin's been on it for October. A, for uh, everything's happening in October. Uh, yeah, October. I should have just assumed. October's Chainsaw Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, Muffin's been on Solo Leveling for a good minute now. I've just currently got into it. Uh, yeah, so. I read that shit a year ago. Recommended that to Brian, and what what did Brian do? He proceeded to be like, "Oh yeah, that that's cool." And then a male coworker tells his ass about this fucking shit. And I don't want to say misogyny is alive and well in our marriage, but nah. I've said it. Nah, it's just like saying it's like your mama telling you, "Hey, you can sing." I'm not your mother. No, no, no. You, you might, you might significant. Fine. It's like saying, well, "No, I'm gonna use that analogy." Like your mom say, "Oh, yeah, baby, you can sing." You go to American Idol, your boy Simon's like. Simon would definitely tell me I can't sing. I take your opinions very highly, but... Not seriously enough to just go sit down and because, start Let me tell you, folks, she got one miss, and that one miss ruined the whole thing, and that miss is Moala Popoala, magical girl. Listen, if he had just stuck it out for two more episodes, his life would have changed. My life is still the He's same. a coward. I ain't a coward. Because because you don't understand. You're you're not... This is how I know that you're you're in a different realm than me of anime fans because even if i'm not particularly vibing with something i'm gonna fucking finish it Mm -hmm. because it's anime and i'm having a good time and i'm watching something i enjoy even though i'm not particularly enjoying this story at this moment Mm -hmm. you got turned off by the animation in episode two you're just like i'm fucking out and i'm just like all you all i needed was two more hours of your time and you couldn't give me that well also don't forget to tell the folks at home. I also wanted to watch something else before. I know, and I always do this, and I've made this mistake repeatedly over the course of our relationship. However, be that as it may, it is a twelve-episode anime, bro. That's like, right. make the sacrifice. Well, this well, is something that was important to me, and you didn't want to finish it because I want. I forget what the show. I even forgot what the show. You don't even know what you wanted to watch. You just know you didn't want to watch that. I know I was wanted to watch. Was it Overlord? No, it couldn't have been Overlord because we just got finished watching that. I, I can't tell you what it was, folks. But nonetheless, yeah. So don't try to force stuff upon me. I'm just dog. saying there are loves of my life that I know I can't share with you. Oh, there's loves of my life I definitely can't share. With Absolutely, you. the fuck not. So I just resigned myself to that, <laughs> even though you you've partaken in anime and we have a whole ass podcast dated dedicated to to nerd shit. Nerd. There's there's parts of me that you just ain't into. And that's, that's, I just gotta make my peace yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know, you know, there ain't no parts of you that I am into. I can think of one that you ain't into. Uh, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's move on. Because <laughs> right. he's not. He's telling you lies. Any fucking who. Let's talk about what's coming up for the summer. It's, it's not oh, much oh, yeah, coming I'm, up I'm soon. I'm sorry, we got off track. I, I didn't finish about solo leveling. If you don't know, basically it's what Hunter Hunter should be in the. It's absolutely what Hunter Hunter should be. Only in the aspect of hunting stuff and like the episodic. Oh, I say episodic, but let's just say episodic for the sake of this. You know what upsets um, me? Go ahead. They're, on Twitter, I, they're, I follow like 150 people, right? There are hand, a handful of people that, that stand out because their anime opinions just flabbergast me because this this guy that i follow he's the author the mangaka uh i don't think you can be called the mangaka if you just do the writing i don't know what to call him he, he's the author of god punch it's this excellent like three volume series it's really well written really well drawn i really thoroughly enjoy it created by a black man and i will be once again taking another fucking picture with him because the picture i got with him at dreamcon last year we just both look like two darkies standing side by side <laughs> you cannot make out our facial features <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway 
he fucking adores Hunter Hunter. And I'm just like, you're such a good writer, man. How do you not see the flaws in this fucking show? Is it nostalgia? There's gotta be fucking nostalgia. And I wanna have that conversation with him, but he's also like very intimidating and aggressive. <laughs> so I don't wanna have that conversation with him. I just need to know. Right. Inquiring minds wanna know, how the fuck can you write so well and not see what a piece of trash your goat is? Uh, like, make it make sense, sir. Yeah. It don't. It don't make sense. But solo leveling is really good. And he also shits on solo leveling. He calls it mid. As anytime you ask him about it, he's like, oh, you're talking about mid leveling? Like, <laughs> like, come on. It's not. Ain't nothing mid about it. It's just, it's very much, it's very much just fighting. The right. more and more you get into it, the more it just becomes about what cool fucking right. ability he gets. Right. And in which case, it's peak fucking shooting no. because my man is leveling up often. Right. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to say that. Not get me wrong, but I am not saying solo leveling is better than One Punch Man. Not better than... It's better than One Punch Man. Whoa, no, 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 no. As someone who has finished One Punch Man, not finished One Punch Man. Let me say what I want to say. Not better than One Punch Man. Not better than Psyche K. Not better than Mob Psycho. Not better than any of these shows that have overpowered characters, right? Like... Like, we can debate about it, but I'm not, and what I'm going to say does not, you know, reflect my opinion on it. All I want to say is this. Solo Loveland does a good job of taking us on a ride. Just like how, like, with Rimuru from the time I got a reincarnated as a slime. Taking us on a ride of how strong they get, right? Yeah. And with and Solo Loveland, nah, I'm a video game nerd, right? I love the item that he gets to drop rate, the daily quest. That type of shit is like, oh my god, it's fucking awesome. And the fact that it's, I'm reading it in the manga and I get to see it, you know, that's even more. Like, oh shit, I get to see the buffs, get to see the status effects, all that good stuff. So I, I like that aspect of it. I can totally understand from his standpoint if he wants to say... I, I don't really know besides the fact he says it's mid-leveling. I don't understand why he doesn't like it. But for me, for the niche of it, for the RPG elements of it, and for what I didn't get from Hunter Hunter from a standpoint of we like clearing clearing quests, taking right. on assignments from a guild, from a from right. somebody who's organizing all the right. hunters. Absolutely. And then going and getting the rewards for defeating them. Absolutely. And gone after he gets that hunter's license, it's irrelevant to the fucking show. Right. It's like a, it's a slap in the face because it, immediately you showed us that exactly what happened in this arc doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And they do that again and again and again in Hunter Hunter. Right. Well, it, it's not just Hunter Hunter. Oh, it's Hunter Hunter, but also other shows do this. Other shows do it. But like, that's, that's why. Fairytale does this. Fairytale, Naruto, a lot of shows do this in a sense that like, hey, this is the world we live in. We go on missions. But after a while, after like the first a season or whatever, they get into the the uh, how their world blends together with the villains and the characters they deal with, which is fine. Like I, I don't have an issue with it, but it's nice to see so far. Well, well, well the part I'm reading, there is no main villain. There's a villain that's about to be introduced, but it's more of like a revenge situational thing, right? It's, it's no overlapping thing that takes us away from the journey thus far in the point that I'm reading. Um, so. It's just something different. I appreciate that because most anime do follow that trope. We'll set the world up. We're going to go by the rules of our world for a little bit, only just for you to get used to it to introduce the big narratives later on. And then you know what like totally rips the rug out from under their feet in terms of like pacing and what you've set up and following your rules. Mm-hmm. Fairy tale and Hunter Hunter do, do this exact same thing at the exact same time. You're you're chugging along, you're getting used to the characters, you're learning how their world works, and then right. all of a sudden, you're in another fucking world for no goddamn reason. Fairy tale, it was Edelus. Yeah. Hunter Hunter, it was Greed Island. Two terrible 
carnival arcs right. in in mid ass anime, <laughs> and they do the exact same thing. All of a sudden, you're no longer in the world that you spent the last seventy episodes right. involving us in, and there's basically no consequences here. Oh yeah, and I think that's I think that's the worst part. Um, more would, in my opinion, I think it's a. Uh, I'm not gonna say it's worse than Reed Island, but I would say I'm more disappointed in Edelis than anything because Michigan is one of my favorite characters going in. Yeah, and, and we had such a good draw right. to find out what, who the fuck is Michigan. What do you mean, like you are Jalal, but you're from another world? Right. And then it's just the stakes are so low right. when you find out the truth. Absolutely. I'm just like, what? Absolutely, and especially now, especially since we also got what happened to Lazana. And like that's all mm-hmm. that's all cool now, and, and finally Mira Jane gets the power back. That little arc happens, but there's plenty of show left to happen. It almost seems like that becomes inconsequential, inconsequential, Incons- inconsequential. Yes, because Lazana doesn't do anything. For she does the, nothing for, for the, the rest, rest of the, of the show. show. She doesn't have. She doesn't get back together with Natsu. Not saying I wanted that, but that was a, a potential story arc. And it's such an ass pull because we just had an arc where Mira Jane overcomes her grief that was holding her back right. from using her full powers. She hasn't gone full demon mode since Lizana died. And then she fights, and she fights against Freed, and it's such a good moment for her. Just for 40 episodes later, her sister to just be back in her life right. and have, like, and we're all just pretending that's fine? Right. You know what? What you know, the fuck? You know what I would have liked better if they took the Tsunade route, and this is what I mean. Naruto came along and kind of helped her get over, you know, whatever she was going through. But she didn't get that absolute closure until later on the show when she actually came face to face with Don, her love, right? Yeah. Like, Natsu could have maybe helped Mira Jane get out of her funk, but then we get the Edelist shit later on where the show's almost over and it's not, it's not enough time to basically make it flat. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's almost yeah, like. Yeah, Tsunade's is a little bit different because she used Naruto to get over the grief of losing her younger brother. Yeah. The, the, you're right. The thing with Don kind of just goes unresolved and un, like, Mm-hmm. It's a little bit unimportant until she is face to face with them. If if Lazana had that kind of story arc, it would have been great. Right, absolutely. Because like now you just, just you set yourself up to like, hey, interesting character, but after a while, she can only be interesting for so long because yeah. there's plenty of show left to happen. But uh, other stuff that's getting announced later on, Fire Force and Doctor Stone are next year, not this year. Um, those, you know, it's funny we're talking about that right now. That's that's the two two uh, anime we were watching last year before we went to DreamCon. So, yeah. yeah, Fire Force, great. The Doctor Stone, surprisingly good. Overlord From, Four has already started. Overlord Four has already started. Uh, have you heard anything about what season four is going to be about? I've got no clue, and I just know this. The most recent episode was just. Hey, welcome back to the world. Right. Just like in the beginning of season three mm-hmm. and season two when I was right. pissed. Like, I, I, was, <laughs> I was talking to a co-worker about Overlord the other day. And, like, he shares the same consensus as you do as well. It, it, Overlord's a good watch. But in order for us to be considered, well, it's not going to be. But for order us to the, have any high regard to turn around anime list, it has to, like, what's the story? Like, what's the point? Right. There is no damn point. And that's and that's unfortunate. I mean the point is world domination. Well the point is world, but very reluctant world look, domination. The point is world domination, but who is opposing them? Because like and you can say Rimuru in a time I got reincarnated a slime, the point is to have a village full of monsters where they're not prejudiced against. Yeah. But then there's this outside force who's still trying to be prejudiced against the monsters, right? So there's that. Because if they were to took the storyline of okay, who was strong enough to take over a vampire chick's mind? I can't think of a name right now, an overlord. Well, Shout here. Yeah, who was powerful enough to do that? 
And we, we got, still ain't got no damn answers. Wait, we still don't have no answers. <laughs> unfortunate. Now, don't get me wrong. They do a good job of just like almost low key distracting you. Like, hey, let's show you a dope ass scene where I fucking, you know, sacrifice the whole army to summon these, these goats. Yeah, these demon looking shadow ghost type thing, right? Overlords is a good watch. I would probably never say it's great narratively speaking, but hey, not every show wants to be that or can be that. Because it's not. No big deal. Uh, have we got anything on JJK? JJK got announced for a season. No, nope. unfortunate. Not, not much. You need season two. Yeah, two. Not much traction ever since JJK Zero. Huh? No, nah, no, nah, not really. really. Nah, well, it's okay. Still great stuff. My Academia is in October. In October season five, six. six. Season six. Yes. We uh, gotta finish season five. Yeah, season season six gonna have anything with my uh, my villain Academia. It's entirely my villain Academia. Uh, okay. Like from the jump, and if they fuck that up. I'm gonna be mad because I was mad last year. That's why I didn't really finish season five because I saw the direction they were going as soon as they revealed, spoiler alert, that Hawks was a double agent to to the people. Right. When when that wasn't supposed to be revealed yet, mm-hmm. like what the fuck you doing? Right, absolutely. Let us believe that he's betrayed everything that he stood for. Right. Let us hope and dream. Right. But no. Yeah, but no. They immediately was like, no, 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 no. Hawks is a good guy. Don't you guys worry. Based on manga, Fuckers. based on manga alone, if they if they were to adapt the manga perfectly in season six, do you have high hopes for the next season? No, because they ended it weird. Mm-hmm. Like they fucked up their pacing by sticking to this rigid. Uh, My Hero Academia has has roped itself into every every year we're gonna have a twenty four episode season. This is what we gotta get done. Right. And it, it pigeonholes them because, like, maybe they should have treated it like Demon Slayer does. Now, granted, Demon Slayer took a long-ass time to come back. But it was basically, and they made it even worse by making Mugen Train episodic and yeah. just assuming that people just didn't go out and watch that fucking movie, right. which was foolish. Yeah, very much so, so they wasted our time mm-hmm. for about a good maybe like eight to 12 weeks. It was pointless. And that's what my hero academia does, but they make you believe that they're actually making progress. But half the episode is just them recapping Mm -hmm. every single week. It's annoying as fuck. So my hero academia has a big pacing problem and it might be fixed if they gave themselves shorter episode numbers and let us hit hit the ground running every single season. Stop giving us these recaps. Stop recapping every episode. People who know about the fucking story are gonna like either rewatch or refresh themselves with a video on YouTube or just go back and reread the manga or watch the other anime. Like watch the other seasons. Stop thinking that we don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Because we care enough to do the work. So stop like giving us this foolishness. Because what I understand of what I've seen, my academia is at the point of the show where we got our fill of character development, right? Now it's Yeah, time- I'm done. I need yeah, nothing yeah, more. Yeah, now it's time for you to get to the meat and potatoes of you. Like, give us your best narrative arc. Give us your best shot right now. Because we've seen Deku get stronger. We've seen, uh, what's his face? Uh, Bakugo. We've seen uh, Shoto, Dobby, Endeavor. All, all that. We've seen enough, but we can see. All right, let's go. So the, the middle of season five last year should have been the start where Shigaraki is our protagonist. All right. We no longer care what's happening at UA. We watch them train. We know that Deku is unlocking quirks. Mm -hmm. That was the whole point of last season. Well, the first half of last season. And then Shigaraki should have become the focus because he's making moves in the background with the shady-ass corporation 
and then Hawks is a double agent. Mm-hmm. He's working for the heroes, but the League of Villains also think that he's just working for them. And it should have been, that should have been the entire focus. Right. But they went out of order because there was supposed to be an entire town that just gets fucking massacred. And this is the true start of where civilians start to low-key kind of mistrust superheroes. And none of that is set up for My Villain Academia because the way season five ended. It's just not there. So I don't know what they're going to do in season six and I honestly have no faith. Right, right. Well, here's up to it because My Academia definitely started strong, in my opinion. It really did. It, it had high points later on in the season, but with this kind of show, I, I feel like six seasons is already asking for a lot, in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm, I'm very tired. Yeah, that's that's the uh, the uh, feeling I get when I'm watching My Hero later on in the uh, season. But and we have so much more to go. Like the manga is ending either this year or early next year. Right. We're in the end game, and the anime feels so far away from what the manga is doing. It feels like two completely separate stories at this point to me because they didn't stay faithful in the pacing, and the anime is so trash. So when I think of the when I think of My Hero Academia, I prefer the manga because it's so it's so good, it's so engrossing, and it's everything is hitting at their exact right moments, and the anime just can't fucking keep up. Terrible to see. You don't want to see that one of that thing, a manga. Because manga, in a few years, when they release a full color My Hero Academia like they did for One Piece, I'm going to reread that shit. Because in my, my opinion, I mean, you can disagree, but I always prefer to watch anime over manga. Not saying that the anime is always better than the manga, but in terms of my, 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 my consumption, I prefer to watch it on screen. So to hear that uh, My Hero Academia may not be animated as good as the manga, it's unfortunate because I can read the manga and I can enjoy it. Like for instance, I can read Solo Leveling and I read Attack on Titan and enjoy it. But for me, there are certain nuances, there are certain like facial cues and certain things of that nature that can't be can't be portrayed on a page to me. That that's just my opinion, right? It is is left up to the imagination because when someone voice acts, they put their certain inflection on certain words. If they put their soul into what they're saying, and the animation style chooses to animate things a certain way that, like in a page, I can linger on it for a long time, right? I can see like, oh shit, this is what I'm lingering on, this is what I'm focusing on. But anime, they may make it sound like a big deal. They may be subtle with it. So here's hoping that it's good, but not holding my breath. Uh, Attack on Titan. Obviously, that was announced early this year, so that's just something that we look forward to in early 2023. I'm gonna tell you right now, it better just be a fucking movie. It better be a movie because spoiler alert, it's trash. The ending (laughs) is trash. They got nine chapters left to adapt. Make it a fucking movie. I'm tired. I don't want to be here no more. I know, right? But Stop leading me on. Black Clover. Black Clover got me. No news for Black Clover. I didn't think so. Did we talk about Mob Psycho yet? That's also coming yeah, out. Yeah, Mob Psycho is also coming out. That's going to be the last anime season. Right, yeah. Unless they just start doing anime-only content. Oh, uh, well. Which they have a few OAVs. They but, can like, do that. That's fine because Mob Psycho is definitely, a, in my opinion, is a comedy. Uh, so if they want to do that, they can because it can turn into Psyche K type shit if they really want to. Yeah. But in terms of the main storyline, I think three seasons is perfect because I don't know what the third season is going to be about. But nonetheless, they, they, they have avenues they can go down if they really, really want to. Uh, so looking forward to that. We're not going to get one punch man this year. It would, <laughs> it, would, it would be great if we got one punch man in Mob Psycho. They would have told us already. It's July. Yeah, I know. Uh, for people who don't know, it's the same creator. Yeah, I mean, if you can't tell with the art style, I don't tell you. But uh, yeah, so moving on, we have 
do do do. Oh yeah, uh, uh, rest in peace to the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh. I just saw it on my screen. Yeah, unfortunate. Um, he has one good show, <laughs> Five D's Arc. Uh, I'll fuck with it, but uh, OG Yu-Gi-Oh fans out there, uh, yeah, just, just rest in peace to him. Condolences to his family. Um, just One Piece Muffin mentioned a little bit earlier. Anything more you want to say about One Piece and its return? I know the movie is coming to Crunchyroll, if not already on Crunchyroll. One Piece is on hiatus right now. Yeah. The uh, the mangaka took a break. Right. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm in limbo, and mm. I don't know what to do with myself because I've been up to date right. week to week for like a year now. Uh-huh. And now that it's been taken away from me, I'm just like, what am I supposed to read? And Sundays have no meaning for me anymore so outside of recording. I, I need my one picture. I mean, I had to change my name on Twitter uh-huh. from the Wano, the Wano librarian uh-huh. to, to fucking DreamCon librarian because like, uh-huh. Wano is over. And Luffy is a Yonko, so spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, them bitches are dead. Right, right, right. But are there any other shows that are missing? Because that's all I have on my list um, that's coming out either. Oh, no, let's talk about the topic of the day. Oh, yeah, topic of the day. How, how, how deep we are in time right now? We are a solid twenty nine minutes. Oh, yeah. damn, that's pretty good because yeah. because really the the next the next part it kind of ties into what we we're talking about earlier. About oh. The, Oh, yeah, but real quick, right. there there's a couple things that we didn't talk about that you don't care about. Um, <laughs> Villain Saga Season 2 is coming back. Tokyo Avengers is coming back. Spy Family, the second part of Season 1 is coming. Right. Uh, the second core? Yeah, because it's just Spy Family and then it's a little, whatever. It's all coming back. Okay. Either in fall or winter. And that's exciting. Golden Conway is also coming back. And, like, that's on my list. I don't think I'm willing to watch that shit, if I'm being honest. Rent-A-Girlfriend has started. And I watched that first episode last night where Brian was dozing off on the couch. And let me say, there are moments where he looked up and, he, and I'm just like, I swore I didn't know it was that kind of show. I told, honestly, you, I told you from the get-go. You thought I was just capping? Like, I ain't look, know what I'm talking about. I'm ready to watch that kind of show. It's been a while since I've had some edgy in my life. Uh, outside of my books. Edgy, that's what we call it, huh? Etchy. 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 It sounds too close to edgy. It does, but it's itchy. Why well, just say smutty? Because that's what it is. Because they're not fucking. You just got tits. Smut and fucking the door aren't exclusive, man. They are. No, nah, man. No, they go hand in hand. No, they don't go hand in hand. Yeah, you nah. can't have smut without somebody having sex. Of course you can. Remember the episode of Big Mouth where everyone was going crazy about that Gustavo book? Because not about sex, it's everything around. That wasn't smut. That was smut. It was literally not smut. It was, it was smut. romance. It's Whatever, I'm not gonna take this from a man who hasn't read a novel and who knows how long. I'm not gonna take this from a woman who reads novels all the time, so. I sure did finish one this morning. Oh, good for you. You want an applause? Here, here you go. Thank you, thank you. I had to wait till the third book for them to fuck, man. That's how they get you. And she had a monster orgy. It was great. Could have fucked in the first book. Anyway. They should have fucked in the first book, but I get it. She was in prison. They had bed bugs. Right. I wouldn't fuck them either. That's great. All right, folks. So we talked about stuff that's coming on later this year, early next year. Um, it kind of goes into our topic today. We're kind of low-key reacting to two videos by Watch Mojo. Um, that first one was boring. Well, the first one was boring, but really it, it, it had to do with an, the 10 animes that are addicted to watch and also the 20 most binge-worthy uh, animes in the last century. If you want to watch the videos, go watch it for yourself. Uh, I'm not really going to list up a whole list here, but it's going to kind of talk about the animes we think that are binge-worthy and or addictive to watch. Um, now, for, for, before we start that off, tell me, Muffin, is there, is there a fundamental difference between a live-action show 
that you binge versus anime you like to binge? Like, is there a fundamental, like, is there like a different philosophy you look for? And like, for instance, like you watch how you binge how I met your mother, right? Just to fucking figure out. What, no, what I it. I have the exact same requirements so, if I'm gonna binge it. The exact same requirements. Yeah, there, there's no difference. Okay, cool. I'm more willing to finish an anime than I am to finish a live action show. Right. Like, uh, we try to watch Titans. Yeah. They were pushing it with that 40 minute shit and have many a episode where ain't nothing was happening. Yeah. Or they, y'all were talking too quietly. Yeah. Or the screen was too dark. <laughs> wow. I totally agree. Yeah, pushing it uh, with the 40 minute stuff, especially when fucking young, just as right there listen listen that that fucking reminds me re-zero we we finished season Uh, one and i don't know if we're gonna talk about it this episode we might save for the next episode but no we'll we'll talk about it towards the end we finished season one and then we went to season two to go see how many episodes it is and the first option is the director's cut but i tell you every fucking episode was like 50 minutes i'm just like i'm not watching this so you know what length it well, plays a big role in both. I'm not committed to no 40 minute show. And for me personally, I know I'm a big guy. I'm big and like, hey, the show has to be finished with the fucking binge. I kind of lessened on that the last couple of shows because there's just more and more stuff to watch. So I'm not really feeling like, hey. What are you talking about? Like, you know, I would never want to binge a show if it wasn't fucking finished. What was that? Well, hold on. Look at, this, look at the stuff we watched. No, you're right. They've all been done. Yeah, they've all been done, but. Because the first show we watched together and binge at the same time with Death Note. Death Note was fucking finished by the time I watched it. And hell, by the time we started watching Naruto. It was finished before we met. Okay. By the time we uh, started watching Naruto, there was no way hell I was going to catch up before they finished it. So it might as well be finished. You know what I'm saying? So shit like that. But in which ways, in which case, you might as well start One Piece now, baby. Oh, hell. What you doing? I'm going to be collecting pension by the time I catch up that shit, man. (laughs) But, yeah, so a couple of stuff that was on the list that we kind of totally agree with. Um, how do you feel? Now, you say length in terms of the episode um, episode runtime. So how do you feel about length of the anime in general? Like, are you more prone to a binge a 20, 24-episode anime or something of a, uh, not not bleach, I mean, excuse me, not one piece of Naruto length, but something in the middle, like a... No, that, a, that never mattered to me. I don't look right. at episode counts, really. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just start shit and start shit, and I might, I might drop it. But right. it's rare for me to drop it. There have been a couple of shit where I've just, like, I've rage quit. Right. But... Yeah, see, 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 that's that's the fear for me of trying to binge a long show. I feel like I want to, I'm going to want to quit it, and I'm doing myself a disservice. Because, you can always come back to well, it. I'm not going to though. It's just like saying, "Hey, I'm going to drop out of college and come back to it." You, you, you typically don't. You know, that's just the way it is, right? I mean, you typically don't. No, you, you typically don't. You, if, you, if you drop out the first time, you don't go back. Well, yeah. quitters don't. I don't know. <laughs> quitters don't slam a cup on the table. <laughs> Nothing happens. But, like, for instance, I, I enjoyed watching, I would say I enjoyed binge watching something like Death Note, uh, Akadama Drive, or a couple of more smaller shows like uh, Misfit of Demon Academy, stuff like that, because obviously it was shorter. And for me, you know, considering what we consider binging in this household, you know, we watch it with three, if it's 20 minutes, we watch three episodes a night over dinner, yada, 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 do that every night. So we're not watching fucking 20 episodes per day because, A, my eyes will start hurting. I probably need glasses. But you whatever. definitely need glasses. And B, I'd rather be doing other stuff because I have fucking other interests instead of, instead of watching TV all You day. know what? I will say episode the episode count does, like, I'm more inclined to finish a 12-episode anime than I am something that has 25 or 23 or whatever episodes. Because right. I'm just, because, like, if I'm not feeling it by, like, episode four, I'm just going to power through and waste another two hours of my life. I don't care. Right, right, right. 
But if I know there's like two more seasons of this bitch and I'm not feeling it at episode four, I'm out. Right. I'm done. Nah. That's what happened with JoJo's. I tried it. <laughs> I think that first episode was a fucking hour. Damn. I'm, I was bored out of my mind. I'm like, I don't care. Shut up, you whiny bitch. Look at this crazy ass little boy. Why are you guys suddenly attractive now? I just watched you get your diaper checked. I just watched your parents get murdered. This is JoJo's, huh? Yeah, it's fucking weird. Right. We'll get to it. uh, Probably eventually. We have a podcast. We have a choice. We have a choice. Uh, But tell me, as someone who likes to uh, multitask when you watch TV shows, often does it say... um, It means nothing. It It means there's something good on my phone. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, There's no uh, no meaning about good. the quality of the show. Okay, okay. Now, is there is not a particular show that you can't multitask on that we watch together? I mean, anything that has subbed. Oh, obviously, yes. But like uh, any show in particular, like oh, I gotta, even then, I've read watching subtitle episodes. I gotta have my eyes glued glued to the screen. Now I can easily look away and come back in five minutes and know what the fuck's going on. Um, just by like audio cues. Um, uh, no. I mean, I can do that too with certain subs, mainly the Ted Conan, because like you know when it's time to look up yeah. because the music is telling you when it's time to music look up. And also, like you, you know when it comes to like subtitles. Now it would be different if subtitles, not just in anime, TV shows in general, appear on the screen as the person is talking. That would drive me insane. Like if I'm saying A B C, the C wouldn't already be there by the time I start talking. Oh yeah, A B C. No, couldn't do it. No. I couldn't watch sub anime because. I'm like usually, a karaoke subtitles. I, yeah, I'm usually eating or doing like eating or watching uh, TV, so I look down and fucking eat, right? Otherwise, I'm gonna get shit on my shirt. I will say, I think like in in recent times, the only show that I could not look away from mm-hmm. was Fire Force, right? Because I'm just so fucking into it, right? Like on rewatches, I'll like I'm playing on my phone, and typically in our relationship, I'm binging these things before I even like bring them up to you, right? I can't handle watching a show with you and watching it for the first time. That's why I'm not enjoying myself with ReZero. Because <laughs> up to like episode like 17, I knew what was happening. And I was on my phone the whole time having a grand old time. Now, granted, I was increasingly frustrated with the damn main character because fuck Subaru. Fuck Barusu. I'm not even going to call him by his real name. Um, I just wasn't enjoying myself. And then we get to the end where I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm like, I can't look away from the dumpster fire. It's like when you see an accident on the other side of the highway. Like, you know you should keep your eyes on the road. But, like, I'm going to keep looking, though. Right. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I see what you're saying it's when it comes to ReZero. Like, yes. But he's like a lot of uh, anime characters kind of whiny and don't accept the consequences of their actions, right? He never does. And there's going to be an episode that we do that, that compares the whining protagonists. Maybe just protagonists in general. Uh, not quite sure the direction I want to go with that. but And then he makes it other people's problems. Yeah, that, that's the worst part. I will say that. Like, I would... I would be fine if he was a little bitch boy because like we just we watched Tokyo Ghoul a few months ago and he was whiny as fuck and was like I don't care that you want to eat meat you got you want to live don't you eat the meat um but he, of course he was still gonna be a bitch about it but it's it's fine because Kaneki was a little bit redeemable and then once he gets his white hair and goes a little fucking crazy I'm way more into him I'm good with that but Subaru never learns. Like, no matter how many times you die, you are you're just like, oh, I'm doing it for Amelia. No, you're not. Right. And when he admitted it in that last episode we watched last night, I was just like, fucking finally, the truth comes out, you selfish little bitch. Damn. 
cut that shit out. And the the nerve he has to yell and then just put himself in situations where he will die because he has no skill or talents to speak of. He just keeps happening to come back. I'm just like, you know it's easy to kill you, right? Like you died like maybe like I mean, nine times in the show. Easy to kill, but it's just as easy to kill as anybody else in that show. Oh yes, but like he it, he disregards it, and so when he is begging for his life, when he's about to die, it feels it feels fake. Mm. And then when he's just like, oh, I'm gonna go kill myself to save this, I'm just like, weren't you just begging a little, a little while ago? What the fuck? Yeah. What's the truth? Yeah. The situation always just seems to just suit you, doesn't it? <laughs> I hate you. I mean, so damn. So how dare you gonna open your mouth and yell at Amelia? And Amelia, with her dumb, pale ass, how the fuck you just gonna let him, you, you? I'm just like, yeah, he's sitting in bed, he got broken ribs, broken arm, leg, all the, all that, whatnot. Then you're gonna yell, and you're gonna talk softly. And then you're gonna yell again, and then you're gonna talk softly again. I'm just like, if you don't pick a tone, bitch. Wow. I was just, I think when I'm in a bad mood, I nitpick. Oh yeah, it's got definitely sound like we're doing right now, which is fine, but because I mean, no, I'm in a better mood and I still fucking feel this way. Like I, I know I was in a bad mood watching those episodes that night, uh-huh. so I was real mad. But looking back on, it, I'm just like, yeah, no, you guys are fucking annoying. I'm not rooting for you. I don't care about your love story. Oh, wow. oh, oh Jesus Christ! I'm actively, just, I want to see him die at this point, oh, not Lord. permanently. I'm enjoying oh, every death. Oh. <laughs> oh man, this got real, real dark. Real. He's quick. asking for it. <laughs> I mean, some episodes he is, and some episodes he's not, depending on how life is going for him, right? But uh, moving away from dark, I mean, not really moving away from dark stuff. All great animes are dark. Um, what do you think makes a binge worthy anime? Is it like is it pacing? Does it have to have like, have like a super complicated story to tell you? Uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of the point I wanted to bring up next because on on the list uh, they brought up Demon Slayer. Now, for me personally, Demon Slayer is bingeable for the action and the animation style. Yeah, not I'm not saying not for the story because the story is simple. Very. It, but it's fine because it works that way, right? Yeah, they, in this case, it's not a negative. Right, I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't, in this particular show, I don't need a bunch of onion layers, onion onion, onion peeling backs in terms of the storyline, right? So I took over the onions. Because onions have layers. <laughs> you know, ogres have layers. You know, <laughs> onions and ogres have layers. Right, paw phase. Right, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> but yeah, so Demon Slayer is mentionable because you foldable fucking, you know, blows their blows their load on their budget for fucking animation style. So I can just watch that all day. But from a narrative standpoint, each episode has, you know, obviously when it comes to revealing the demon's backstories and how they became a demon and stuff like that. Obviously, Moving Train was very emotional and you watch it for those moments. But it's, it's, it's not oversaturated to a point where it's like, come on, man. Like, I know we're about to get a... The entertainment district was... Absolutely oversaturated. There's an entertainment district. It's tired. The only thing, only criticism I had of that particular arc was that the last three episodes could have been two or possibly one and a half being 40 minutes and just call it a day, right? Because if they wanted to dedicate time to Daki and her brother, then hell, flesh that out early on and you could have shaved some time in other places, right? Because from a viewing standpoint, I'm binging this, right? So from a viewing standpoint, I've already seen Tanjiro get like his I'm about to die power up, right? So for for um 
It's always a sister's name. For Nezuko to also have that kind of close to the Rui arc is like, eh, okay, all right. That's cool. Nezuko has this power buff and she, she fucking reattaching the limbs right here. But maybe that, that could have been better saved for the next arc where I have a space in between all that kind of stuff happening. Cause like I said, I am binging this. But nonetheless, it was beautiful to watch. So I'm not really criticizing it. I'm just kind of just speaking aloud, just kind of speaking what I think about it. Um, but if I look at a show like Attack... Oh yeah, Attack on Titan, also Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I bent that shit for the narrative. Now, Attack, uh, Brotherhood from the get go is narrative, 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 narrative. I bent that shit. I gotta fucking figure out the story and how it unravels, how the world works. Because from the get go, we know and Al committed this unspeakable sin of trying to do human transmutation, right? And from the get go, we pretty much learn what a Philosopher's Stone is. So that's already intriguing. With Attack on Titan, it's both. Because from the beginning, you get action. The balls to the wall, Titan's fucking killing shit. You get sadness with his mom dying. And then you start getting the narrative of it, right? Like, because like, I said years ago, when Attack on Titan first came out, I watched it as it was new and came out. Was not a fan. I was not ready for that kind of gruesome, dark action, right? And then on rewatch, I was, I was low-key afraid that it was gonna have, it was gonna hit a ceiling really quick because okay, how many times realistically can we see Titans come uh, invade the village? Now, during, granted, uh, it does hit a ceiling when it comes to the Titan fights, right. but this is where clever shows know to pivot right. and to reveal the underlying structure of their world. So we have all of a sudden the Tackle Titan goes from solely action and rage and and shonen angst to oh we have a political plot right we this is an actual government cover-up by the monarchy and this king is fucking fake and we're just like oh this is something new and yet something so utterly related to what we got before absolutely because you you need you definitely need nuance you definitely need something different about each fight right like the fight between the female Titan and Aaron the first time from a narrative and from a viewing standpoint was totally different the second time, right? Yeah. And all three Levi fights versus the Beast Titan was totally different, right? The first time, it was complete rage, complete balls to the wall action. He just fucking saw Erwin lead his men to death. Like, lead the- That's the second time. No, the first time him and Ir- that's the first time. Yeah, uh, lead Urban led him and his men to their death. So he balls to the wall, fucking just slice and tighten at the Titan. Balls to the wall action, right? The second time they fight, it's basically a rescue mission, and that fight happened like in a, a split second. Like they didn't long get on it. They it left you a mystery. Like oh shit, this is the second time they're fighting, and the Beast Titan defeated it that quickly. Okay, but then the third time that fight is after we see Zeke's backstory. We see what Zeke's trying to do. Spoiler for the manga. Yeah, spoiler for the manga. And And then it's just immediate decapitation. Right. Because at this point, the story is over. Zeke serves us no more purpose. Levi does decapitate him. We don't need to talk. We don't need to do nothing. Absolutely. I'm going to come up from behind and take your head off. Right. That's all I need to do. Absolutely. I've been wanting to do this for years. <laughs> but, you, but, you, but you know what's funny? Like, uh, pivoting. You blew me up, you bitch. Yeah, pretty much. But pivoting back to Naruto, now that I think about it, talking about it out loud, I feel like the best route to go for a Naruto versus Sasuke trilogy of fights, if the. If the. Uh, oops, excuse me. Had a hiccup there. I think the pacing of those fights is perfect. The pacing of the fights are perfect. But I'm talking about the psychology of the fight. I would have loved for the third fight. 
to Vanessa Kaji for the second fight, in my opinion. Because the first fight was just on the rooftop, you know, Sasuke being angry, oh, how dare you be stronger than me, yada, yada, yada. It wasn't really anything. Just a taste of how far Naruto's ahead of Sasuke, right? The second fight kind of seemed like an ending game to me, right? In the sense that Naruto was trying to stop Sasuke from leaving the village, but Sasuke looking to kill him. Like, legit, like, in their friendship, kind of yeah. cut ties with him. It would have been nice. Imagine if that second fight was more of like, hey, you got the best of me on top of that rooftop. We just stopped. Let's say we just stopped the Rochimaru or some shit. I'm kind of changing the story a little bit. We just stopped the Rochimaru. Time for the fucking fight. I got a little bit more power. Let's do good. Let's do this. And you can say Naruto let him tie with that situation with the double arm thing. And then that third fight be more like, I, I, I'm no longer the Sasuke you know. I'm going to kill you. I'm not going to stop. And... One of us has to die. I would have loved for that narrative to have flipped because, like, for the end of the tie, it's cool, like, you know, 1 1 and they got the tie, but it would have been nice because, like, because, like, you see Naruto kind of win, quote unquote, win. And I don't say cool, like, he didn't win, but it wasn't a real fight on top of the rooftop. The second time, you tie. So now that third and final fight, we need to defend the winner. Now, granted, you said, well, Brian, how the show is going to end if fucking Naruto loses to Sasuke? I say Naruto killed Sasuke in that fight. That should have been the end game. Sasuke should have died by the end of Naruto Shippuden because there is, after all the bullshit that we've witnessed for the last, like, almost 700 episodes, this man serves no purpose. Right. He's a fucking idiot. (laughs) He's irredeemable. Like, because, like, the war, a war for the world is going on for the safety of humanity and right. ninja kind is going on. But you're gonna go to the leaf village, dig up some dead guys, and make them have a conversation with you. Like, I understand trauma, I don't care right. <laughs> at this point. We have something way more enticing and that we're more invested in. So, for you to take time out of your story to go deal with this pathetic ass bullshit from Sasuke makes no damn sense and Sasuke never once redeems himself never once he shows up to the fight he's like I'm only here because I know this is the best way to become Okage stupid as fuck first of all it was never your fucking dream you only ever wanted to commit murder because you're scum of a human being that's all your goal was. So once Itachi is done, you should have like turned that shit inward and said you decided to continue to raise the world because you're a 16-year-old right. child who understands nothing and you are not a well-written character well, well, at all. Well, I disagree about the not being a well-written character. But, it's not because there's no growth. Well, well. At the, at the, it's like once Itachi dies, he's just like, I kind of don't know what to do. I'm going to let everybody else manipulate me. And by everybody else, I mean Obujo. I'm going to let you paint the narrative and then a hundred episodes later finally hear it from the horse's mouth and still decide that what they did was unforgivable. That un, un like you couldn't comprehend it and you want to destroy the leaf. You want to take over. You want to repaint it in the image that would serve the Uchiha's legacy. Mm-hmm. Bet you're the last one. Ain't no legacy to have. Just well, go crawl in a hole and let the world forget well, about you like we should have. Well, I, I, it's just my hatred for Sasuke. I, I look at it from a different <laughs> angle. I look at it the fact that it's not it's not the tip it's not the way you think it should have ended, which makes it look makes it realistic to me, right? Because at the end of the day, I I can't even fathom that being I can't even apply it to real life. Like, hey, my fucking brother killed all my killed all of my family members. Now I have to decide whether. To basically forgive him. No, the most unrealistic part of the Naruto Sasuke situation is that Naruto never turns on this man. Right. 
And he should have. But the, because that's fucking common sense. Right. But but that's what I'm saying where the third match, the philosophy should have been in the second match. Because at this point, I, I think, changing the story up a little bit, I think the, the, the Kage, him summoning the four Kage still happens. But they none of them go to the battlefield. None of them assist. It's, it's simply for us to see the Kage's reasoning, their story, and for Sasuke to absorb it. I mean, to absorb it. Um, Naruto. It makes the ending less convoluted. They never but, fucking but, show well, up. Well, yeah. And then Naruto wins the war for them. And here comes Sasuke rolling up and saying, like, yes, I know what I need to know. I'm here to fucking, basically fucking kill you now. And Naruto. Yeah, it would have been great. And Naruto being like, I just fucking fought a war. I can't, like, I can't. like, nobody loves you now and everybody loves me. Oh, how the turns have tabled. <laughs> because like I, I think it's beautiful from from a narrative standpoint because now it's like bro i just killed my brother i completed my mission i fucking trying to do the whole oh whatever I, I completed the mission i've been trying to do the whole entire show and yet here you are fucking stronger than me still you just want a war for the whole nation yeah square up and then I, that's why i think the, it should be flipped yeah. Because, like, I, I, I agree. It's beautiful in and in the draw. However, sword. that shit is still very much binge worthy. Oh, no, it's definitely binge worthy. But I, I'm trash I'm, as it may be. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I think my overall point being is if I'm going to binge this show with action, you can't be, I'm sorry, it has to either be short and just full of all action, or if it's going to be long, you got to give me a reason to see the main character fighting. You have to be fighting for something different, right? Or, or make it clear from the beginning that we're just in here for hands. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but even then, you can't make it as long as Naruto if it's just hands. No. Like, Attack on Titan, ah. even that length is kind of pushing it. Like, there has to be a reason why now. See, Aaron was turning into a Titan and fucking fighting other Titans for survival. Now he's doing it because he wants all the power and just fuck the fuck shit In up, the right? scheme of things, Attack on Titan really ain't all that long. It's not that long, but I think they do a very good job of, um, because... It's just, the quiet moments are too quiet. That's the only complaint I have about Attack on Titan. Well, I think the quiet moments are fine because they live in a world where uh, a fucking Titan just appear out of nowhere, and like the the shortness of life really amplifies itself in that show. Like obviously, life is short in our real life, but really, life is no. Short. You really feel it like, in Attack you on really Titan. Feel it. Like if there was ever an anime to have the subtitle of consequences, it's fucking Attack on Titan. That's Everything cool. has ramifications. For everybody, it's fucking great. Right now. And however, people don't fucking suffer enough. We gonna talk about that in January at the oh, end yeah. of Attack on Titan because, like, how you let the the shittiest characters in your show just fucking survive by the end of it? And I get it. She's a child. She's brainwashed, bitch. How the fuck, Gabby just gonna come out alive? Right, right. I'm mad. Right. Now, now, I'll never forgive you. Now, since we're on the subject of hands and then also sprinkling some narrative to make your hands later on you know, still care about it. Tell me why you think Phase Zero is definitely bingeable, but why it didn't hit the mark. It didn't, it didn't, period. It didn't put a, a punctuation at the end. It didn't finish, it didn't. Because uh, they gave us a battle royale premise without yeah. delivering. Right, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Because at the end of the day, it was 1v1, v1, v1. And I'm putting commas in between each 1v1 because literally it was Gilgamesh versus Ryder. After one team up a Ryder, Lancer and Saber taking out Catherine. That was the only battle royale. That's the moment. only one, and that's unfortunate. But at the same time, it's almost kind of like wrestling, right? For all your wrestling fans, you understand. Well, you have a bunch of guys you want to push, and they already have a big name behind them. Like imagine we have a three-way match between John Cena, The Undertaker, and The Rock, all in their fucking prime, right? One of them has to lose. But you know what we're gonna do instead? I'm gonna insert uh, a no name in there just so he can fucking take the fall. 
And that's what kind of happened. Like, Caster was a great villain, but low-key, like, Gilgamesh wasn't part of that. And if I'm not mistaken, Lancer was kind of the substitute of Gilgamesh in there because, like, and, and, oh, right? Because if we look at it this way, you will think, oh, shit, the big three about to take out Caster. This is going to be a great team-up moment. But we substitute Gilgamesh out for Lancer because I guess we kind of need Gilgamesh to be untouched and not sullied by making it seem like they're on the same level because which is embarrassing yeah because gilgamesh has arguably one of the the strongest mages on his side yeah but that mage spent more time kissing gilgamesh's ass than doing literally anything else to to actually win the holy grail war because he had the the priest on his side to do his dirty work Mm -hmm. So he's like, oh, I'm snobby. I'm the upper class. I'm the one percent. Right. I don't have to do my own work. I'm gonna outsource this right. bitch. His death was kind of pathetic, mm-hmm. and Gilgamesh gets no time in the show just for him to to fucking survive uh-huh. and be a human yeah. without any explanation. Right. You know what's interesting about Phase Zero? I would argue that the best duo in terms of narrative from both standpoints is Ryder versus Gildermesh. No, 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 no. I'm talking about from a servant master standpoint. Oh, the priest and the assassin. No, I, I wouldn't even say that. I'm arguing really? for Berserker and for his servant. And this is why I said it, because we get his downfall, him, him, you know, loving the... Uh, uh, Berserker is the servant. Oh, I'm, well, yeah. Berserker, master? Yeah, Berserker the servant, but also the master. What's the master's name? It's... uh. Mato. Mato. He's in love with um with uh, Rin's mom. See, I didn't like none of that. No, I I, I only liked it. Be- I I didn't like it per se, but in terms of because otherwise, if you're not gonna have the master and the servant have character development, you might as well just make the servants just fighting machine. The servants just fighting machine. I think I think Mato's story it is better framed. Yeah. If uh Tosaka Rin's daddy yeah. uh the yeah, one percenter yeah. uh, has saber because that's King Arthur and Berserker oh, yeah, is Lancelot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, that would have been great. It's it's much better framed. It's way more clear, and then you can just have the assassin master, just like not the master of assassin. Yeah. Uh, what I forget his name, Emia. That, that's not his name. The what? the. Carrie Cordemine. No, that's the priest, isn't it? Yeah, we're talking. We're talking about our main, our main character. Yeah, the main character. Uh, that way, he can yeah. just do all the bullshit that he wants to do in the background. Right. Give him Lancer. Get, give him somebody else. Saber doesn't need to be with him because mm-hmm. Irisville is a waste of space, and I hated every second we spent with her. Like how you just like how you it, go from being nothing to being weak as fuck to being the vessel for the Holy Grail. It, it, what the fuck? It's tough. I'm asking man because I. I feel like Assassin has to be with Kira Kotamine simply for the fact that he, he's shady as fuck working in the background, right? Only other person I can low-key give our main characters to is Gilgamesh, maybe? But I feel like... Lo- I feel like really, They were butt heads. They were butt heads, but I feel like really the, the, how they framed his story, he didn't need a servant. Like, he did not need a servant. Like, j- just from the standpoint of like what his character development was, what he was in there for, right? It felt like that didn't fit. That didn't match. And I agree with you. His wife, Irisville, or whatever her name is. Irisville. I-, I didn't care for my for her and Saber's interaction on screen. It was that, boring. That, that, it was tired. That was wasted. But I would have loved. I love your idea. Giving Saber to Mato and giving, um, giving, uh, fuck, uh, 
uh, what was the name of her? No, giving no have Mato keep Berserker and giving Saber. To, it's Emiya. I was right. Okay, yeah, and, and, and give Saber to rent that token. The, the, Tosaka. Tosaka. That would have been great. It makes it more linear. All right. Oh, absolutely. And that way you can clearly draw parallels between them because he, these are the haves and these are the have-nots. Right. While they're both technically from the exact same social class, one of them, like he's he's from like a third-rate third rate family, basically. Right. So he didn't get the love of his life. The love of his life was sold off to the, to the wealthier family. And they got to have a family, but now her daughter is in jeopardy and he still kind of has feelings for her. So like, what, what are we doing here? Right, right, right. It just makes it cleaner and it makes the master stuff more intriguing if they have more interactions than what they got. However, still pretty binge worthy, but that pacing fucks me up. Well, that pacing fucks me up, but I, I, I think I, I think I got the perfect, the perfect mix. You give assassin, you keep assassin with the priest. You give Gilgamesh to uh, the, the 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 dude with the gold hair. What was his name? The teacher, um, Archibald. Uh, I forget his first name, but that, yeah. you give it to him. You know why? Because he's so elitist, thinking. That nobody like like the uh, writer, I think his name is yeah, the guy who's the master writer. He doesn't deserve a servant because you have no magical prowess. So he gets Gilgamesh, he gets elitist, but Gilgamesh does not bow to him. I would love to see that kind of dynamic because oh, that's because like you think that because you have some kind of magic ability, you deserve to wield Gilgamesh. Shit, he kills him. Say less. And I think I like you. I like you. Give Emiya. You give him Lancer. You know why you give him Lancer? Because he, Lancer is loyal, right? He's loyal, and I think his betrayal, uh, when it came down to the con- like, like that that contract scene can still happen. Remember when, when uh, wait, who were we giving Lancer to? Ivia. Yeah. I, I think that contract That's scene. That's what was, I said. Oh yeah, but now I'm framing it in my head. I, I think it's better because remember when he said, "Hey, command your servant to kill himself, and then I won't harm your wife." I feel like you can work your way around and still have his own servant commit suicide. You know what I'm saying? He can still work in the shadows and do it that way, right? And pretty much everybody else gets their uh, gets their serum that we mentioned. But I think there's a lot of good pieces there. It just didn't hit the mark. I feel like they had the wrong mixture. They were trying to give narratives to the wrong people. And then, like you said, from your mind, it should be Saber versus uh, Berserker, right? But yeah. But their masters don't link up. And no Never shape, once. No shape and form. No, excuse me. So, now, an- another show that kind of does the same thing... Um, is Hunter. No, oh. oh man, let's talk about Hunter. We're gonna talk about Hunter Hunter, but I, I think it's a little bit different, right? Because it's binge worthy if you know what you're if you know what you're getting into. It's been binge worthy because this is literally an anime for children. And I, I don't mean to like disrespect anybody who's just like, yeah man, Hunter Hunter is a goat. No, it's fucking not. Um because this is we're following a twelve year old boy. This is a simple minded goals. We don't really want for much. My man was happy on his island fishing, but he kind of wants to find his daddy. Okay, good. I get it. You're a child. But you keep putting him in situations that just aren't that great. I adore his relationship with Killua until it becomes really fucking toxic. Um, Their friendship, super unhealthy. (laughs) 
Um, but then, so we if you look at the arcs and the arcs and Hunter Hunter. You got the Hunter license exam. Great, I'm fully engaged. I'm enjoying everything that's happening. Leorio is kind of fucking stupid. Tonpa is fucking annoying. Why is he a part of the main group towards the end of the Hunter Hunter exam? The the Hunter yeah. license exam, and then and then the end of the arc, everybody gets their license, and Gon gets knocked out first round, and we have to watch the rest of the fights happen in a flashback. Yeah. I'm mad as fuck. Because why am I not watching this happening in real time? I'm like, granted, I guess it doesn't really matter because either way, you're getting to see the fights. But no, no, bitch. Show me that shit in real time. Why is he getting knocked out the first round? And he gets knocked out the first round and still technically wins. Yeah. Like, you got your arm broken and and won. Just for him to turn around and be like, I'm not going to use this license for reasons. What was the last 32 episodes about? What 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 did we do all this for? Right. Everybody else wants their license. Right. What the fuck do you mean you're not gonna use it? Yeah, you know, it, it, it it almost seems like Hunter Hunter and yes, other animes do have characters who get other who get arcs besides the protagonist. But a little bit seems like Hunter Hunter like four main characters. Like the show can even Oh no. No no well, There's no. there's arguably three. Okay, well well there's more than one. We can agree on that, right? Yes. It, we can literally there can be a show surrounded around Karapika and Revenge. His if Revenge. Karab- if had his own TV show, I would adore it. There's a show that we can just fucking follow Killawa. It'd be so fucking good. We can follow Kill Killawa, Karapika, obviously. We cannot follow Leoria. No, no, <laughs> that man nah, disappears nah, 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 so we, early. We cannot follow, follow He's Leoria. like, I'm gonna go be a doctor, bye, and then he comes back to help them with an auction and buy a cell phone and do what? But, I'm mad about that shit in York New City. York New City could have been great, but they take so much time wasting my fucking time following Gon and Killua trying to buy a statue or just, just trying to buy to earn money by selling bad things right. to other people, like right. overvaluing them. And I was like, I want to go see Karapika with the shovel. The spiders are here and they're committing mass murder. But I gotta watch two little boys argue, like haggle and arm wrestle for a diamond ring. And, what the fuck? And then, like, now, granted, it's not it's not uh, normal to follow a villain organization around. But the difference between a fantasy group and a, and a group like the Akatsuki. we know the Akatsuki is threatening the ninja world. What the fuck is the fantasy group doing? Oh, they just want shit. Like, and I like that. I, I, I like no, people who are evil for the sake no, of evil. I, I like it too, but at the end of the day, how does that relate to our protagonist? It fucking doesn't it, because our protagonist has no stakes. But it needs to. For, 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 you know, like you can't have, you know, the best peanut butter in the world and if I'm giving tuna fish. The, the, no, see, that's the problem with keeping going as your main character whenever the Phantom Troop is on screen because the Phantom Troop, they don't want shit. They want to earn money yeah. and fuck shit up and right. cause just cause mass chaos whatever, wherever they go. Right. It works when you have somebody like Karabika because yes. his the massacre of the Kurda clan was just a job to them. Right. It meant nothing. Absolutely. But he is so devastated by it. But so when you have that duality and then you change Karabika out for Gone and my man's just want chaos and Gone just kind of wants chaos. Like, he, right. he's a child. He has no wants. So that, it doesn't work anymore. Right. So stop changing Gone out. Right. Throw him away. It, it will keep work better if you kill him with the guy because you have you, you have Killua with brothers of Lumi. It doesn't so, work until Killua's sibling joins the Phantom Troop. Well, yeah, but but that's my point. Like that can be you know the arc that can yes. be to, to, to introduce once Karapika is done with them because really Karapika only has beef with Uvagan 
You know what I'm saying? Nope. He has beef with the whole squad. Well, Except for the people who joined after the massacre at the Kurda clan. Well, yeah, They're the only ones who are safe from his well, rage. Well, yeah, but all the people we know who he fights against is Uba again, right? Like, well, which, which is which is crazy. He was easy pickings. Easy, right? <laughs> he defeated fucking like... The uh, strongest man in the Phantom Troop. Okay. He chose him first because you're like, I can beat... Like, I know if I can beat you, I can take out everybody else. You know what? Like, I would, I would hold that victory in higher regard if it wasn't fucking for the Nin system. For all you fanboys and girls out there who named the Nin system at top shit, it's convoluted. It, no, it's not convoluted it, until after that arc. Well, up until... Up until... After, un, until we get to fucking Greed Island, yeah. this power system is working. Right. It makes sense within the narrative. It gets muddied by all the shit we see towards the end of Greed Island because, like, how the fuck are you gonna tell me that your inability well, is to make a video game? Well, first of all, well, well, well no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about in terms of like they they try to make it seem like earlier before you open your city that. Like, it's like a Pokemon witness table, right? Like, fucking fire beast water. No, they never did that. Well, no, that, that, that's how it came off to me. It, because, like, Uvergain is ultra strong, right? Yeah. No explanation needed. He just fucking mopped the floor with those, uh, with the, with the mop, with the, with the strong uh, forces of the mopses, right? But, uh, he killed about one person by yelling. <laughs> yeah, and then fucking clapping another dude's ears, right? Yeah. That has no, you can say that's his, you can just say he has a high min level. Now that would have been good enough for me. But then he loses to Karapika. Because of all of this, this Nin ability uh, enhancer conjure explanation, why would it need that? No, no, no. Think of it if you want to think about it in terms of Pokemon. Think of like a, a fucking Machamp, great attack power, right? Yeah. But you got a physical tank because he is he has an ability that is constantly recovering his HP. Mm-hmm. So no matter what the fuck you do to him, he's he's still healing and doing damage to you that you can't heal. Right. So so up until then. It works up until literally Greed Island, uh, really up until fucking Knuckle gets on the screen. <laughs> until like people start coming with these like dumbass out of this world abilities, are we like cool with Nit? It makes sense because Karapika takes time to explain all that shit. Even his specialist ability, it still works within the parameters they've set so far. But then you got people who you're just like, are you stupid? Because you have all this potential energy and you decided to channel it into a gambling game. Gone. You you have this, you are an enhancer by by type. If you chose to enhance your body, you'd be just as strong as Uvigan and have all these powers. But he's like, you know what? Let's play rock, paper, scissors. And that's when it gets fucking stupid. So up until York New City, I'm entirely on board. Like up until after York New City. I'm I'm a hundred percent there for it. And then you just get stupider and I, I, stupider. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I look. I, I think it's, it's, it's as simple as this to me. If they fucking call it quirks, left it, I don't be fine. It, you just need a different name. It, it, it's the fact that there's a system and there's fucking rules to set system that don't matter to me. They they don't matter at all. Like they don't matter, right? Because uh, fuck, I, I had a perfect analogy before you said the, the, the Pokemon thing, but it's almost like uh, oh, for instance, like. When it came down to uh, uh, Hedon, not Hedon, yeah, he's the mortal, right? Okay, Hedon versus Shikamaru, right? 
Shikamaru was able to defeat Inner Mortal, right? By doing his genius intellect plan or whatever, right? But they, they, they didn't, I guess, give a name or give a system to why, basically, why Shikamaru shouldn't have won that fight. You know, his Jutsu was shadow stitching and he just buried him underneath a whole bunch of earth where he couldn't dig himself out of and had like animals fucking watching him and shit. Cool scene, great strategic strategy. But like, I, I don't know. The more they explain what Karapika is doing with his powers, the more, uh, the more unrealistic it's fucking seems, right? Just say that, you know, he he, he basically put Ubik in a situation where, like, his heart would get, like, fucking ripped out if he... Like, what, what, what was the condition he had put on his, uh, on his chains? Do you remember? It was like a vow. Yeah. I I think if he, like, continued to be hostile towards him, right. he would die. Right. And he put him in a situation where Ubik literally can't help himself. Right. Because you look like prey and we're in the middle of a fight. Oh, absolutely. And so he died. Right. I don't know. Because, like... That pinky shit is fucking weird. Because, like, yeah. then he uses it again on Pakunoda. If you tell somebody what happened here, you will die. Right. And then he uses it again on Crollo, the right. leader that he should have just outright killed, but yeah. chose not to. Right. Because he decided that taking away his nin would be more painful to him. Right. But we don't get to see that decision on screen. Yeah. It just... It happens, and they tell us after the fact, and that's a that's a big problem with me for Hunter Hunter because everything just happens, and they tell us after the fact, and, like, right. and I'm like, but what the fuck? What, show me your reasoning. Yeah, show yeah. me the math. So he uses his pinky to attack Crollo, and Crollo, and then he seals his mitt. Like, how do you have an ability to just take somebody else's shit away? And they're just like, well, he made a vow. Right. I'm just like, to whom? Right. God? <laughs> Is there a God here? Because Gon does the same thing. He yeah. makes a vow with someone and decides, he's like, you know, if you if y'all just let me have all the power I will ever have and let me just beat this one little bitch, even though I know there are dozens of other ants out here that could definitely kill me afterwards. Um, I promise I'll, I'll be fine with what happens. So, you know, give me a little loan. Forever. Right. All the money I will ever earn right now. Right. And then I can't use it again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like like I said, the, uh, there's, there's pieces there. I I would love just to have them just to call them abilities or some shit, right? I, I don't know because cause otherwise I'm thinking to myself, all right. Now you know, all, you know, also would have helped. It would have definitely like, go back to the soul leveling thing. If we got to see them using their license to fucking hunt and then fucking develop their skills and what they can and can't their do. Their license is meaningless. Like because cause otherwise, now you're just kind of, it's almost like you're pulling out plot ability to help defeat this particular character. Hell, right? I want to say Loyorio just fucking sold his to get into medical school. I'm assuming that's what happened. I mean, that's all fine. How else is he affording medical school when he couldn't before? I don't know, man. Low-key, low I feel like they, they should have went the route of like Tokyo Ghoul and Tokyo Ghoul Re, hell, uh, call Hunter Hunter, call it Hunter Hunter, Hunter X Hunter exam, and then call the next show Hunter X Hunter York News. Like, have, like what Demon Slayer just have a whole fucking new show, like right? No, not not like like not even like Demon Slayer. Just like reset it. To, like basically, uh, what's the name? Oh, Gon doesn't have to be in Tokyo Ghoul York News. I mean, uh, has to be in Hunter Hunter York News. He doesn't have to be there. Yeah, it can strictly be Karapika. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have. He can just be in Green he wants to. Hell, I don't even come here. That 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 can literally be solved with. Give me. Let, let's follow Netero. Let's follow Shoot Knuckle and the other two. Let, let, let's let's follow them because and then because Merrim and him, Merrim his character development is is great from a uh, 
from a viewing experience, and also fucking just the chimera ants and how they interact with each other is good enough. I don't. It's almost like you don't need a main character. You know, like in that particular arc, and that's where like that's one of my favorite arcs because despite of Gone fucking yelling and being upset by a guy he knew for like two episodes, that arc was great despite like like despite all that, despite him. Um, but I don't know. Still binge worthy. It's still binge worthy. Seventy percent of it is ass. Yeah. I said what I said. I'm gonna go 65-35 and let you decide which side is which, right? <laughs> uh, a couple, couple more shows, and then really, if you have anything else to say, we can just wrap it up. Uh, JJK is definitely binge worthy. Hell, animation, just like Demon Slayer. It was um, nonstop from episode one, and that's how you do right. a season. Right. No breaks. Absolutely. Now, tiny little arcs, tiny yeah. little fights. Right. But big meaning. Right now, I haven't read the manga, but I think this is. I'm not gonna say make or break the show, but what needs to come next in anime for me? I need some. Give me some narration sprinkles, right? So I can so the so the next fight your boy Gigi has against whoever, or the next fight Gojo has, or the next fight we see. Me like more. you want the narrator, huh? or you want a, like a bigger story? What do you say? I, I, I yeah, I want a bigger story. I want some. I want some garnish, some extra toppings on this on this piece of a fight. Because if it just continuing, if it, if it continues to be, hey, defeating these curses to to get more fingers, which is fine. Probably still gonna be beautiful. Still gonna be beautifully animated, all that good jazz. But after watching uh, JJK Zero. I get a whole new character. I get to understand his backstory. So now, when he fights, I know where that pain or where that fighting style is coming from, right? You know, I I know that the boy, uh, uh, not Tanjiro, what's his name? Uh, what's our main character's name? Yuji. Yeah, I know Yuji's fucking being. He ate his finger, and now like he's kind of being forced to eat the rest of his fingers because you know the school he goes to and yada yada yada. I'm gonna need a little bit more than that. If not from him, other characters who get their shine. And, Why? And, well, because otherwise, it depends on how long a show goes. It's going to become really repetitive, and it may dry out for me. That's just my personal opinion, my personal prediction. Oh, well, just let me assure you, no. <laughs> okay, well, well. Season two, we're, we're going back in time. Right. Gojo is our main character. Well, there you go. For, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say it's going to be all of season two. We're going to be spending time in the past. Well, well. There you go. Look, that, that's great because now we saw Gojo use his overpowered bullet. I know, not bullshit. His overpowered ability in the first season. Now we're going to follow him. Okay, now we get some new ones. Because we got a little bit of that in Zero, like how he knows and kind of has interacted with uh, Scarhead. So now, hell. Ghetto. Yeah, Ghetto. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're going back in time where Gojo and Ghetto were in high school together. Yeah. And we get to see what the fuck happened to ghetto to make him turn so bad and just gojo just being gojo honestly because that man doesn't really change in the flashback to current day i mean he's a little bit more like he's way less silly as a as a child i guess that's because he's just like more silly because he has authority and like can't nobody tell him to shut the fuck up oh (laughs) and i guess everybody want to tell him to shut the fuck up but and then we get we get lore because ghetto is trying to attack the their pillars of society. Yeah. And then after that, season three is going to be nothing but balls to the wall Shibuya incident right. where nobody's the main character because there's this massive outbreak of demons in Tokyo. Curses. In uh 
curses yeah. <laughs> in Shibuya, and you have to go. You are going from battle to battle, right. so it's not so much that we're following one person who's taking in all of this. No, we're checking in with everybody and taking in all of oh, this. Yeah. You know what? That that's really good to hear because it's almost kind of like. Uh... Like I, I love using wrestling analogies when it comes to anime. I think there's definitely some overlap. Like for instance, if if, if you have a if you have a rivalry, let's just say uh, John Cena versus The Rock, right? You have a rivalry, let's say in August. Um, excuse me. You have a rivalry throughout the summer. Let's say May, June, July, right? And then their rivalry stopped because in between there we have a Royal Rumble, a multi a multi man event. We have like Money in the Bank, a multi man event. We have Survivor Series, a multi man event. A chance for those two guys who we're following to interact with other characters and the stories start to intertwine. So when we come back to WrestleMania, after all that, sh- all we get all all those different experiences and interactions. Now it's time for the rematch between John Cena and The Rock. It's almost like it's, it's almost kind of like we're uh, they're distracting us, but in a good way. Like you know what I'm saying? It's because. Say, for instance, say if the best, like, uh, another cool analogy, say if, if your favorite part of a restaurant is fucking dessert and appetizer, you're fucking weirdo, right? But, like, the dinner, the entree, sometimes complements the appetizer. Like, okay, now I'm ready for dessert now, right? I'm ready for something sweet. Because if you go from, let's just say, a small food, like a nacho to, like, a cheesecake, that doesn't really sound too good, right? Going for not, no, no two mixing together. But if I go nachos, holy shit, now I get this fucking, uh, this steak, and oh, man, no, I'm on full. Let me get something sweet to top it off. Bam, cheesecake. That's what, like, I feel like a good, a good, uh, a good answer. Yeah, season one introduced the guys, and it's definitely an appetizer. Absolutely. So for us to get, and this, then we're about to get the main meal, right? That will set up the motivations for your big bad, right. because there's, it's just him. He's the only big bad. We're confused as to his motivations and who the fuck he actually is. Because at the end of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, we saw that man died. Right. So like, how are you in season one of Jujutsu Kaisen if this is taking place right. a year before? Um. Make it make sense. Um, it will make sense by season two. Well, by the end of season two. And then season three is going to be the Shibuya incident. Chaos. And then season four might be, like, super short because there's not much that happens between the end of the Shibuya incident and the beginning of the Cullen game. We're just kind of dealing with the ramifications of everything. Mm-hmm. Who's alive? Who's dead? Let's take a body count. What's the world looking like knowing that curses are well-known thing how is the functioning everyday human world explaining the shibuya incident and then we get to the culling game right where it's another shibuya incident where it's multiple it's multiple sites and people are just killing other people non-stop right and i don't know where jujutsu kaisen goes after the culling game but i'm excited to see it right and i'm not tired of it yet and it's been going on for a while. Well, that's good. That's, good. that's definitely good. Well, that's all the shows I want to talk about. I wrote down the shows from that list that we watched the video and some of the stuff you want me to write down. So if you want to talk about the anime in terms of binge binge worthiness, that stuff I haven't seen that you've seen. Yeah, Seven Deadly Sins is on here. It's binge worthy because binge wa- is binge worthy because it's on Netflix and it's fucking easy until Netflix is just like, are you still watching? And then you just click no because you realize you've made a mistake and wasted two hours of your life because Seven Deadly Sins is ass. Um, ass. Psyche K nonstop comedy. It's just easy, something you put on the background, you don't have to be invested in it. Right. Super easy. Same with One Punch Man, same with Kill La Kill, sorta. Now, Kill La Kill, you want to keep your eyes on the screen because that bitch is naked half the show. It's hot. Sorry, she's a child. Um, 
let's talk about fucking Higurashi no Nakakorni. Oh, yeah. Or, or otherwise known as When They Cry. I know what you're thinking. How the fuck you go from that to that? I don't know. <laughs> but listen, I haven't seen this show since I was 12. Oh, 12, yeah. maybe 13 years old. I'm currently 26, going on 27. Right. Um, when I tell you that show has stuck with me and not in a good way. Um, you ever seen... No, no, no. This show, this show is the car accident on the other side of the interstate. You're just like, you're not quite sure what's happening here. And remember, they, they showed you like Erased. Higurashi no Nakukorni is like Erased, but full of psychopaths getting murdered in the grossest way. It's nothing but children killing other children often mm. over and over mm. and over again. Mm. It's a lot. It's a fucking lot. And we didn't talk about Akadama Drive, but nah, it's 12 episodes. It's low stakes. We're, we're here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, you much. know what should have been on here because they talk about death games. Obviously, Junie Tyson Zodiac War should have been on here. That show was so easy to watch. We finished it in like two nights. Yeah. We couldn't stop watching. Right. Because it was chaos. And it was good. It was nothing but fighting. Right. It was good. Exactly. It was real good. So that's what I mean where if you're going to have balls so well, shit, it has to be short. And there was still plenty of time for narratives in there. Like, yeah. The character development. It was a very simple story. Easy to follow. I don't need to know everybody's backstory. Right. I just want to see how they die. I just need to know enough for me to care whether it's sad, happy, or indifferent. Oh, not indifferent. Happy, sad, mad about their deaths, about what they do. I yeah, like with Monkey... Oh, when Monkey died, I wanted Monkey to save the world. Monkey oh, yeah. couldn't save the world. Yeah, see, see, that, see, that was wild. That was crazy. And see, they, they were going by their Zodiac names. We're all familiar with the Chinese Zodiac. They're just going by these pseudonyms. And then we get a little piece of their lives, and then they are taken away from us. Right. <laughs> it's like uh, S. Johnson voiceovers on TikTok. He's like, you gave us this yummy thing we, d- we enjoyed, and then they took them away from us you gave us monkey with a wholesome ass backstory and you took her away from us how dare you it's fucking fantastic i don't know why you wrote o-b-g-y-o-n okay i was trying to spell it out so it was because of the thing of the early the podcast yeah we need to add erase to the to the uh watch list Uh, okay and let me tell you this right now brian let me tell you something brother (laughs) let me tell you something brother we are never watching devil man cry baby because when i tell you like episode four or five this man comes so hard he paints the ceilings white with nut yeah he he orgasms and the room is suddenly white oh man just white just white huh? remember nappy said that when like he was watching he was playing god of war for the first time on his twitch stream yeah. and then <laughs> i never lost that phrase uh, yeah, the, 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 the scene she's referring to uh a youtuber playing uh, god of war 2018 and the scene where kratos goes back to the house goes on the floor goes and fucking finds his blades of chaos happily we haven't seen it since i don't know i don't know what years last, i don't know what yeah years i don't know what last game we saw it in and just like yeah he uh he got very excited uh very <laughs> as one would when you know that kind of shit happens that's a that's a good throwback you know anywho uh tell us on twitter what you think makes an anime binge worthy i think it's pacing brian thinks it's you know what i think it is i don't know <laughs> well like i'm listening to you for the last hour and a half and i got no fucking yeah, clue what your point was for me to binge watch it it has to be one of two things it has to be over the toply entertaining with his animation and his fights, but if it's going to be that way, it can't be. It can't be long. If I'm going to binge watch something long, has to be the Attack on Titan formula, has to be the Brotherhood formula. When in terms of like 
narratives had to be sprinkled in there at a time to where I care about the action, right? Like, yeah. you, you have to give me the why and the who and the what to give me the how. Yeah, I think for long-running shows, you absolutely have to answer all of the questions in your current arc before you dare to move on to the next one. And that's where My Hero Academia is failing, right. obviously. Like it, it, it's, <laughs> and in the pacing for me, so oh it's, yeah. it's see, doubly see, hard. My Hero Academia is failing because it started off good, and, it's, and this, this is definitely what I mean. From the beginning, we know something's up with Todoroki and his father, right? Yeah. From the beginning, we know something's up I mean, with, from season two, we know something's up. Whoa, whoa. Wait, when was the fight between Deku and Todoroki? Okay, yeah, it's okay. We know from the beginning, Shigaraki is going to be a problem, right? But see, we know Shigaraki is going to be a problem, but they don't force him down our throat where he's like always on action. Yeah, we're constantly checking in on him. So we get Stain, we get Overhaul, we even get fucking All for One come, like, like, uh, like all for one comes in and fights all my we get all that quote unquote distraction in between because we know Sugar Rock is waiting biting his time from a writing standpoint and also from a literal standpoint of the show he's gonna get his power up he's about to fuck shit up Deku got his power up he's about to fuck shit up so the only thing there is like they're doing a very bad job I feel like they, they ran out of distractions from me yeah, that's why this this like, anime is gonna be very short. Because we kind of got good, we got a good season in overall, in my opinion, a good arc in overall. Season right? four was very good. We got a good stuff with the training between the classes right now. I think they could, in my opinion, I don't know how there's a manga after they all that, they could have revisited Stain real quick if they weren't ready. If they weren't ready to give a Shigaragi versus Deku a villain, my my villain academia, right? Because the Hawks, they give you something better. Okay, the Hawks and Endeavor thing is cool as well, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like that could have been done shorter episode count. In my opinion, manga only spoilers. Um, my hero does its best job taking you away from the the big picture of Deku versus Shigaraki. Yeah. The best job it's done is in the Tartaros breakout arc. Mm-hmm. It's jailbreak. Right. These are supervillains that we've never seen before. Society is basically superhero society is collapsing right. because public faith in heroes is dwaning. Mm-hmm. Like it's draining. It's it's dwindling. And nobody knows how to cope with that because these are children still training to aspire to be heroes. Right. But now nobody wants to be a hero. You have pro heroes who who are constantly quitting right. because they they can't function in a society that's run rampant by villains. Right. And when you have the league of villains being so public and open with their their antagonism, you lose hope. Right. And we're getting to the Batman era, but it, we're not getting that to like season eight. Of my hair academia. Well, there honestly shouldn't be this many seasons, and that, I think that that's that's our whole point. But you know what you just said just now kind of reminded me of something Death Note could have done to if they were going to go that length for it. It kind of kind of kind of might have saved their second half of their show if they would have gave us like once Light decided to give up his Death Note and forget forget whatever in terms of his long convoluted plan to get it back. If they would have gave us a, a, a good a good few episodes about when that. Uh, when that little agency, little government group had their death note 
and them doing like shady shit in terms of like you know yeah instead we go straight from the death of l to these these group of faceless nobodies who have a death note and are all powerful but we don't know how they got here right yeah i would love to see how they got here and also like hey i'm killing off my competition i'm killing off the public figure i'm doing real shady shit it doesn't have to be like 20 episodes it can be like five or six you know just doing them shady shit yeah because now when fucking fucking our protagonist uh, uh light gets that death note back like oh shit he about to fucking kill them like like out that would have got me excited and then we can go back to him obviously feuding with the police force his dad being the captain and all this yada 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 but that didn't happen that would have been a great opportunity to do that because like i said you gotta you gotta give me reason for for after light kills l if the show wasn't going to end there you have to give me another reason why i want like to continue writing the death and fuck shit up, right? Yeah. Because he already killed off his 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 main rival. So what's next? He gonna kill his father? I mean, he still has to take out all the criminals in the world. But yeah, but yeah. That, that that that's not. It's always been secondary in the show. Well, but th- that's also not realistic. Like we're not gonna it's fucking, not. we're not gonna have a show where literally he kills every single bad guy and then no. you know like you know what he does? You know what's funny? Uh, if if Death Note is a prequel to Psychopath. <laughs> yeah. But also, it's interesting to look at Death Note in the lens of, and they should have explored Ryuk and Light's Uh relationship far more because obviously Ryuk is the one who ends up killing Light. It should have been, by that point, after he kills L, Light trying so hard to keep Ryuk's interest in him. So he'll do a failed plan here, a failed plan there, and just keeps negotiating with Ryuk for more time. Because right. he still hasn't sacrificed the eyes, but he knows that Ryuk is the only person who can take him out. Right. Because like, if you're no longer entertaining him, he's going to kill you. Right. And they should have explored that dynamic. Oh, yeah, that would have been great, too, because... It, yeah, that would definitely have been great. Because Ryuk was thoroughly enjoying his battle back and forth with Light. And right. once that's over, he, I, I wanted him to threaten Light. To be like you, yay, you won. But like, what about me? Right. Like, don't forget. Like, as much as this is such a big ego trip for you, I can take you out at any time. Pretty much. Especially since they could have, they could have uh, examined the fact that yeah, you basically low key caused the death of Rem of the uh, of the female. She yeah. And like. And gonna, like, while they weren't that close, yeah, he should have taken offense to yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not gonna let a fucking human kill a shinigami. Like, we are death. How right. dare you? Like, don't treat this as a win. Right. I allowed this to happen, right. but you're on thin ice. Mm-hmm. And so it should have been light do, going the rest of the 12 episodes just trying his damnest to stay in Ryuk's good graces just for it to be futile. Because at the end of the day, the whole story of Death Note is that death comes for everybody. Yeah. You may think you're a god, but you are mortal. And it would have been phenomenal, but we just didn't get that. We got some bullshit with Nier and Creepy Boy and like like a lot of creepy shit. Yeah. Creepy stupid shit. Yeah, creepy stupid shit. Yeah, um, but, yeah, I already, I already said this because I thought I was going to end it five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> tell us on Twitter what you think, what shows you think are utterly binge-worthy and tell us some recommendations. Let us know what we should absolutely binge and what we're missing out on. Diversify our portfolios, please. Follow us on Twitter at so very unrelated and at Blur Buffet Pop. What? Why? Are you making a weird face? I ain't, no, no, I ain't got no portfolio. When you say portfolio, I can help but think the little fucking Manila folder. I just folder. meant like my Annie list. I'm just talking about the little Manila folder that you may use to buy in, in middle school and high school. They I have for shit. some of them at my, oh, on my desk drawer. That's, that's adult having an actual Manila folder. Yeah, it's folder organizer everything. Uh, I got labels. Oh, no. You got labels, folks. <laughs>
Um, I've been Muffin. I've been Brian. Uh, see us at DreamCon next week. We got four and five days till DreamCon. We're handing out stickers. We ordered them. We got them. They're here. Woo-hoo. Um, don't talk about Brian's mouth. Bye. Wow. <laughs>